Live to see it, friends, and welcome to The World Transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At The World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? Man, uh, just glad to be at the end of the week. But, uh, hey, well, this has been a fun week with the, with the uh, Super Projects uh, series. This has been great. You know, there, there's something, let me put it this way, there's something to be said for uh, small projects that impact us on a, you know, on, on a day-to-day basis, you know, that little things, that, that there's a place for that. And when we talk about world transformed, we mean, sometimes we mean little things, too. Um, you know, a new app on your phone or whatever. But Absolutely, we, yeah, small things can make a huge difference. We, that's right. Uh, but sometimes, uh, you, need, you know, you just need to... Uh, go all in and change the world at a large level. And that's, I guess, what we're talking about with super projects. So Sometimes huge things can make a huge difference. I guess that's the <laughs> that's right. controversial <laughs> that's stance the we're taking line. this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, all this week we've been talking about the super projects coming from reasonably unexpected sources. We, In fact, we even eliminated Elon Musk as one of our uh, sources of super projects this week, specifically because we talked about all his super projects, and we'll continue to talk about them in, in upcoming shows. And like, well, who else, is doing, who else is doing super projects? But a lot of them come from business. A lot of them come from, you know, individuals thinking or a few researchers getting together and having an idea, and suddenly you've got either a project or the kernel of a project, something that could turn into one. But we can start out tonight... Here's one that comes from a completely expected source. Right? This, you know, the original super project folks are NASA, and they've had a fantastic super project going on for the last, what, decade and a half? How long has this Cassini project been going on? A long time, and it, it's winding down now, and I think it's something we haven't spent much time talking about, sort of the end of Cassini, but it's, it's worth mentioning because, you know, what a project that was, right? What a mission the Cassini <laughs> mission has been. We've learned so much about Saturn, so much about the Saturn system. We have a completely different picture of Saturn in our minds, not only in our minds, but, you know, in a lot of our screensaver wallpapers and, just, you know, scattered all over the... Uh, for, and in fact, for a long time, my Speculus Media logo was a picture of Saturn from Cassini. I, I just, you know, one of those, uh, you know, from below and you see the rings up there above. Cassini has really changed the way we see the planet Saturn, the way we see the solar system. And it's coming to an end now. I guess it was earlier this week, the probe made its last close flyby of Titan, and now it's entered this orbit where it's going to be kind of diving in and around the rings, right? So it's kind of looping around the rings of Saturn as it gets a little tighter and tighter, closer to the planet, until finally in September, it's going to take one final plunge into the atmosphere and be sending back telemetry and pictures and all kinds of data on what goes on in the atmosphere of Saturn right until it burns up. I mean, this is a, this is a, this is a project that goes right to the end, isn't it? It's, is it actually inside the rings now? Is it uh, orbiting Saturn inside the rings? Well, I I, if be. I understand it, they keep talking about it diving below the rings, so my understanding is it's in a very odd orbit that's taking it both inside and outside the rings. So, okay, okay. 
Yeah, but, but earlier this week it made its first dive under the rings, and it got to within 1,500 miles of the clouds of Saturn, right? So, I mean, you were, <laughs> that is close to Saturn, right? That's as, that's as close as, uh, as anyone's ever been. And if you follow the link, you know, you can see some of these images. These are just being processed, and we'll see the really beautiful color versions of them probably in the weeks to come. In fact, this article does provide some really nice artist conceptions of what you see when you're on Saturn. Yeah. Don't confuse the two, because the artist conceptions are almost photorealistic. Uh, yeah, they're, they're beautiful. Uh, yeah. But uh, there, there are some actual pictures of, you know, you see... Uh, not the rain. It's not the vantage point that you see in the artist's conception, which is here I am in the atmosphere of Saturn, looking up at the rings. The pictures that we're getting from Cassini right now are definitely of Saturn. Right, the camera's pointing right. down, and it's, it's showing us showing us Saturn. It's just some grainy-looking black and white images for now, but those, you know, the resolution of those will will be improved, and we're gonna we're gonna see once again some truly amazing images of the planet. We're gonna learn quite a bit about this big storm system on Saturn. In, over the over the next few months, as as Cassini kind of finishes up finishes up what it's doing, and you know that storm has been a source of great interest anyway. We, we've always known about the big red spot on Jupiter, and I guess it's been well decades, right, since it's been speculated that that was a storm, and that that was you know, has been more or less confirmed in our lifetimes with Saturn. Uh, it, it was as much a, what is that weird hexagonal shape, right, on the pole of Saturn? Why is there this strange geometric pattern occurring on Saturn, which eventually became resolved as, oh, there's a big storm system going on there. And ideally, we're going to learn quite a bit more about uh, about that, about what goes on in the atmosphere of Saturn. And yes, we will see what the rings look like from the underside, which is going to be interesting too. And just, you know, just about everything you could want to do on Saturn, I think Cassini has made possible, hasn't it? Including, we were talking yeah. about, uh, was it last week, week before last, that uh, the the Saturn moon Enceladus has, thanks to Cassini, been confirmed as the second most likely, most hospitable to life place in the solar system. So it really has, uh, really has been a tremendous period of discovery. That's, that's awesome. We, we definitely need to send some ice fishers, uh, you know, to... Uh, <laughs> to that moon and uh, and also Titan and a couple other places. Uh, you know these these moons around the gas giants. Uh, some of them pretty interesting as possibilities for life. So we need to, it, it gives us targets. Uh, the, uh, Cassini has given us some targets to uh, to go hunting. So it's interesting. Yeah. So there it is. You know, just in case uh, anyone was feeling left out, super projects are not just for businesses and individuals. Big government agencies can do them too. So congratulations to NASA. <laughs> And to the whole Cassini team, and uh, looking forward to this last phase, looking forward to everything that uh, Saturn has yet to reveal to us. Okay, here's your super project right here. Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> said the following, Facebook is working on a brain interface that lets you, quote, communicate using only your mind. And I've got this uh, quote here that uh, this was just Zuckerberg talking at a Facebook get-together, and, and, you know, he's just running through things. He says, uh, we've got a team in Arizona. We're working on Aquila, our solar-powered plane that's going to beam down Internet connectivity. We were talking about that the other day. Um, these, everybody's got their idea for how you connect the world with airships, or in, in Amazon's case, it's these solar-powered planes. Uh, you're going to hear from somebody about work we're doing to build out uh, augmented reality. And then he just goes into it. And that includes work around direct brain interfaces that are going to eventually one day 
lets you communicate using only your mind. So we've wow. known this is coming, right, for some time. I mean, it's, it's a natural extension of things like voice command. But right. I don't know, Stephen, I'll just put it to you. Is this scary? If it is, why is it scary? Or is it just exciting? And if it is, why is it exciting? That, that, that I guess, is the question. Well, I mean, it's, it's a little bit like, uh, you know, you remember the scare back when we were kids, Phil, of uh, subliminal advertising? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the advertisers would get in our heads and would put ideas in our heads, and we wouldn't even know where we got the idea. All of a sudden, we just feel the need to go purchase Brand X or whatever. I mean, <laughs> Uh, this is, uh, you know, that this could be the, you know, the the scare uh, taken to the next level, right? They they literally are in your brain at this point. So, um, and and you know, you hope that the the goals of those that you let into your brain are uh, consistent with your goals, but maybe they're not. And so, right, that's, that's why it's potentially scary. That's why it's potentially scary. But you know, um, <laughs> we learned to firewall it. I don't know. Uh, it, it's. Uh, the, the, the upside, particularly, you know, imagine the upside for uh, locked-in patients, being able to, uh, you know, uh, reconnect with the world. Things like that. Or, you know, or a patient that is paralyzed or something like that, to be able to uh, control the, uh, uh, you know, the, the robot systems that are allowing them to get around and things like that, that's, that's, that's a big deal. Uh, for, for sure, but I mean, you know, we've been talking about that kind of stuff, and we can be excited about that without Zuckerberg, you know, turning our thoughts into ad selling opportunities, right? I mean, that, to me, that's right, the, right. Uh, you that's know, what you just said. It sounds very good. Yeah, that's that's right. That's a good thing. But it, but it's like this experience you have, you know, where you're you're reading a blog, you're reading a website, and suddenly there's an ad that pops up. A Google ad pops up related to an Amazon search you did two days ago, right? And it's like, hey, I'm not even there. I wasn't even thinking about that. And it's, it, or, you know, or, it's... Or even, or even worse, Phil, you were thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's right. You know, you know when, I, when I, suddenly I go, that kind of reminds me of that, and then boom, there it is. Yeah, suddenly there's an ad for the thing that you just thought of. Um, that's creepy enough, right? Um, that, that's creepy enough when it, they're just tracking your behavior, you know, they're, they're only yeah. recreating your thought processes from your mouse clicks and, and things that you enter into search engines. When they're actually reading your thoughts, um, I don't know, it, it makes you feel vulnerable and exposed in a way that it's hard to get comfortable about that. It, you know, it, it's, yeah. it, 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 feels, it feels at that point like the potential for violation is substantial. And the benefit to us from that use of that data is virtually nil. I, I feel like I'm getting all the value I need just from, and then some, just from their ability to kind of recreate my thought processes, you know, to, to re-engineer them. And maybe that's as deep into me as they need to go for, <laughs> for their marketing activities. <laughs> well, here, you know, the, the uh, true violators of our privacy these days are not the big companies. If you think about it, it's ourselves. We choose to reveal so much about ourselves in social media that, you know, m my parents think I'm crazy, the amount of stuff I, I reveal in, in social media, right? I mean, yeah, it, it's just, but I mean, I'm not alone. I mean, it's what our generation does, you know, and so you can imagine people that really have this, you know, 
you, you know, we've all have we all have four or five friends that that overshare on Facebook. Imagine sure. the overshare. Imagine the oversharing problem when Facebook literally is up in your brain, and you just choose right. to share every thought that crosses your mind. That's that's a potential problem. I would think. I would. I would. Uh, I would. I would tend to unfollow people that uh, 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 were using this technology. I, you know, I don't. I really don't need to know everything about you. Uh, right. Right. But uh, well. So that's the downside. Now, what's the upside? Yeah. Communicate using communicate using only your brain. Imagine something like Google Chat or the you know Amazon, excuse me, the uh, Facebook uh, messaging app in your head, right? I, I, I told you I, I mentioned I think that I've been listening to John Scalzi's novel Old Man's War, and great novel, great novel, love it. The, there's, you know, there's this idea that every, these people have been uh, enhanced, and they've all got this computer in their head. I can't think Brain of the name. Brain right? Or what do they call it? It's some pal. I'll think of it in a second. Uh, anyway, yeah, they've all got it. Like uh, yeah. What I can think of is they all give them nicknames, right? And what I, I can yeah. remember what the guy calls his, but I can't think of the actual name of the, the app. But, but anyway, um, that enables this, this really effective telepathy between soldiers, so they don't have to talk. Right. Right, which is one way of giving away your position if you're in a combat situation. They can just they can they can think at each other, and that is intriguing. I mean, that sounds really cool, but again, it it feels like well, you know, there are some people I want to be thinking at, but that's a I don't know that is a very close personal kind of uh, interaction, isn't it? Right when when you got yeah. two people kind of thinking thoughts at each other. That you know, I wonder if that's something that's generational, and a, a new generation will come online and just be completely comfortable with the idea of sharing thoughts directly with other people and having thoughts from them come into their heads. But you know, that that's something that I think well, it'd be really handy with my wife. You know, it'd be really handy to send a message to my kids. You, you think about those kinds of things; it sounds really handy. But just you know, is is that a way you would want to communicate with people day to day in your life? I don't know. Uh, again, it, yeah. it immediately turns into something a little bit uh, uh, unsettling, right? Yeah, it, it does. And I, I would think that uh, uh, the way it's used in Old Man's War, and it is called Brain Pal. I just looked it up. Um, oh, okay, Brain Pal. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, in in the Old Man's War. You know, when you're uh, in a combat situation, you function as a unit, not as an individual. And right. Um, it's and that allows that sort of organic function to 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 work more intimately than it would ever work, you know, with with our present technology. So, I can imagine something like that being very very useful under those circumstances. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, uh, you know, yeah, Phil, uh, you're a good buddy, but uh, an email will do. You know. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you know, uh, I'll send you a text message on the phone. You can stay out of my head. Thank you. You Yeah, exactly. There's just some places that uh, we don't, we don't need to go uh, technologically. Now, you know, if we, if we had Ray Kurzweil as a guest, uh, he'd say, well, you know, these are important considerations, Phil and Stephen, but it's also uh, the sort of technology that will allow uh, us to join with our, join with, with our machines, right? It's, it's an important step. It's an important thing that needs to be developed. So, you know, uh, uh, give, give this guy a break. Uh, give this company, you know, give Facebook a break. Uh, they're just working on uh, something that's going to be very important to us eventually. And we'll work out the problems as we go. 
That's yeah, well, I'm and, and I, 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 the idea of having something like BrainPal, right, having a computer yeah. that I can think at and get answers directly into my brain, I love, okay? I, I guess that's the part that, that I haven't really hit. Um, I love that idea. The, you know, the, the idea of skipping all the, even the voice commands and just getting answers to questions or just, just exploring information just purely through the power of your brain is very appealing. That, that no. I, 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 think about, I think about being able to do that, and I love it. I think about how productive you could become once you got good at doing something like that, once there was a really effective interface, and Google truly became an extension of your brain, right, Stephen, as you're, as you're so often saying, you know, an extension that's right in there, that's working, right. that's working directly with your brain. And, and that is the path to what Kurzweil would right would would be describing right it's like this is how we become symbiotic with the machines and this is how ultimately we 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 join in with each other's world so yeah when 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 we talk about the potential downsides um i i guess it's just that's the discomfort level that we're going to have to work through to embrace a technology like this ultimately because we will embrace it i mean there's you know there's no way that if that capability is potentially there that you won't have it, right? I mean, right. You're going to want to do that, right? Even even if it even if it means you know, you've got to be really careful and you got to have a firewall and you want to keep people out of your head and you don't want this creepy advertising thing going on. Um, I I think if I can have a direct brain connection, I'll take it, right? Eventually, I will. There's you know, there's, here's there's, the there's thing. Not going to be I any avoidance. Jarvis, I want Jarvis, but I want Jarvis to be my butler. You know, yeah. uh, he, well, I, don't, yeah. I don't want I don't want Jarvis to be Sergey Brin's butler uh, working in my head, right? Uh, um, you know, so maybe maybe um, the, you know this com- computer interface or something needs to be something that's very very personal to us that interacts with the world at large and as a sort of a an intermediate firewall. You know, uh, this this uh, this this Jarvis or whatever this brain pal. Uh, filters out a lot of the stuff that is aimed at you. Right. Um, you well, know, like because, in, the, in, the, in the Bob series of novels, you were talking about last week, the, the, uh, the second book is out. Um, Bob has this Admiral Akbar guy, right? I mean, he's, <laughs> that's Bob right. is a software con- construct anyway, but he's still a human mind. But then he's got this computer brain that, you know, the, 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 that he can access, and he's, he's given it the appearance and voice of Admiral Akbar from Star Wars, which is totally hilarious and cool, and, and a direction I would actually <laughs> and the, think and about the, uh, going. In the, audio, in the audio book, uh, the, uh, the reader does such a fantastic job imitating <laughs> He Akbar. nails it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very good. Very he good. Sounds, and, he sounds more like him than he does Homer Simpson or any of the rest of them. I mean, that one he just totally right. he does. He does Admiral Akbar great and better than I would. I mean, I can do a pretty good Admiral Akbar. Yeah, well, most, yeah, uh, we can all say one thing is Admiral Akbar, right? Yeah, what, what, what's, what's great? What's great about this guy is you know he's got that voice saying everything else got Admiral Akbar might say. That's but, right. Uh, sounds great. Um, yeah, well, actually, I take that back. I can say it's a trap, or I can say we can't repel firepower of that magnitude. Those are kind of, of the magnitude. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, we digress. The point is, we digress. It, it, it could be that when you get this technology, it will not be sold by the, the, the version we'll want will not be something provided for free by Facebook or Google or Amazon. It will be something from a third party, and they're selling you 
your Jarvis, right? They're selling you your Admiral Akbar. That you know, it's like this. This software is here to look to to serve you, to advocate for you, to protect your interests, and and be your your pal in your brain, right? That brain pal is a pretty not good. Not to sell you a bunch of crap that you don't need, or, right. or to interrupt your your thought process uh, with with someone else's thought process. I mean, you know, yeah. You just, yeah. Yeah, that suddenly sounds a lot more appealing, right? I'm selling you this, and the product is this thing that helps you. You're not the product, and your information is not the product. In fact, your brain pal, if we can use that term, is here to prevent, protect you from being exploited that way. That's that sounds like a much more appealing way to uh, to approach yeah. something like this. So, good luck to Zuckerberg. I think, uh, and oh, go ahead. I think you just uh, you just. You just invented a new industry, Phil, right there. I think that's uh, that's going to be an important uh, uh, important industry uh, in the coming years, right there. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, somebody's going to make a lot of money selling people these kind of uh, you know personal digital assistants um, that belong to them, right? That that, that yeah. don't have any vested interests elsewhere. I like it. Okay, so good luck to the others who are developing this. But I, I'm 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 really I'm rooting for the dark horse on this one. You know, yeah, go independent absolutely. developers. Let's uh, let, let's let's get our own solution to this. All right, Stephen. Well, that's it for super projects. I think you know at this point we've uh, we've more than earned our other geek. And in fact, our, my first other geek item is kind of a super project in its own in its own right. This is uh, this is a great story. I think we talked about this offline last week. I don't think it made it into one of the shows, but there are some futurists who want to take the Netflix series Black Mirror and turn it into something a little less dystopic. Um, if you've yeah. seen Black Mirror, you know that it's a brilliant, uh, originally BBC series that got picked up by Netflix that talks about kind of the downsides of technology. The Black Mirror, of course, is our computer screen or our phone screen, and it talks about how the technology is enabling us to go in some very dark kinds of directions. Uh, some of the shows have been just brilliant and spot on. Some a little bit silly. You know, they, they go in directions that I look at and I go, well, I don't know if that's really going to be um, that big of an issue. But what they have in common is uh, every episode, you know, takes you down a pretty dark path. It is a black mirror. I mean, it's telling you how, how, the, how the technology is going to, you know, make it possible and, for and us to hurt each other. And that's an important function. I, oh, yeah. That's an important function. Dystopic uh, sci-fi stories serve an important function to warn us of, of uh, and, and we and we do a pretty good job some you know once once we're warned about something often we can avoid it and uh, yeah. or at least the worst aspects of something and so um, you know uh, black mirror has its place but um, so this group is uh, envisioning a, a, a something different white mirror right so well, yeah, they're calling they're calling it white mirror and they're saying you know why don't we also do shows uh, about the incredible benefits that these kinds of technologies can bring us, right? That maybe there's right. some compelling stories to tell around that. And, you know, obviously that's near and dear to our hearts. We talk about that uh, on every show. We talk about how technology is is enabling people to do things they couldn't do and opening up a whole new horizons of possibility. So I think there are good stories to be told. To be told. It, it's harder to tell a positive story in a lot of ways than a negative story because there's just so many mimetic attractors to scary stories and you know violent and dangerous stories. So in some ways, these folks have their work cut out for them, but um, I, I'm looking forward to it. they got these two hashtags, Once Upon a Future and also White Mirror. They're putting together these uh, videos that are going to be up on YouTube 
and we'll we'll track with that and see what uh, see what they come up with. I hope it eventually does turn into a series because I think I think people could use that. I, I think people would definitely benefit from seeing the other side. Um, well, ima- imagine um, you know that this white mirror show is is based in a universe that has black mirror as a TV show, right? Yeah, and. <laughs> Uh, and exactly. Uh, sir, uh, you could you could do that, and, and uh, they uh, they say, well, um, you know, the, years ago, Black Mirror warned us of this particular problem, so we've kind of uh, have avoided that particular problem, uh, and so you know now now we have this <laughs> we have this particular technology, and uh, you know what? Instead of allowing uh, Facebook uh, unfettered access to our brains, we have uh, now we have uh, private enterprises uh, that sell us our own. Brain pals that uh, you know keep it separate. Uh, to, yeah, and and uh, occasionally, if we're interested in a particular thing, you know, we we allow uh, these outside companies to uh, to to pitch something to us. But uh, that's that's at our our discretion, and that's and and so we we have built a, a technology that uh, you know uh, is 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 much better than the original dark version that could have been. Uh, you know, you exactly. Can, We've uh, internalized the lessons of Black Mirror, and that's why we're able to. Uh, that's, that's why, why we, we have this world enjoying the benefits. That's, right. that's perfect. Yeah. That you know that that keeps the value in the original show, and makes room for the value in the second show. Good thinking, Stephen. You should uh, you should tell them that that's how they should do it. I, you know, I, I hope they're listening. But <laughs> well, well, maybe I'll it. pitch it to the group. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly. They, yeah. I, I think that's the, that's the perfect way to set that up. Okay, that's what I got. How about you? Any uh, other geek before we wrap the week? Um, I, I think this. We, I think I'm going to save it for next week because we got something that's uh, um, in the works, and uh, I'll have more to say next week about it. So a we'll, teaser. We'll okay, sure. big other yeah, geek well. news coming. I like it. I like it, Stephen. <laughs> Play that curiosity right. approach. Okay. Well, it's been great talking with you about super projects all this week. We'll have more to say on super projects in the future, I'm sure, because they're just going to keep coming. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you all for being with us. We will be back next week with three brand new shows. Look forward to being with you all then. And until next time, live to see it. <laughs>